Welcome to the Double Busy and Fit podcast, a source of actionable steps and strategies to help busy people to look better, move better, and ultimately feel better without turning their lives upside down in the pursuit of improving their health and fitness. I'm your host, Harry Morris, the proud owner of Fitness Studio 46 in the West Midlands. And over the last five years, I've coached hundreds of people toward their health and fitness goals. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Double Busy and Fit podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at when you should be eating to get results. And specifically, we're going to be looking at the real world application of food timings. So you've probably heard lots of different statements about when you should be eating. Is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Should you be fasting in the mornings? And should you be eating after 6pm? So the first question is, how important is our food timing? When discussing nutrition with my clients, there's a great resource that I use to show how to structure a diet, which is called the Pyramid of Nutritional Priorities. So if you imagine a pyramid of five layers, on the bottom we have calories, the second layer we have macronutrients, which is our carbs, protein and fat, In the middle on our third layer, we have micronutrients. This is our vitamins and minerals. Above that, we have meal timings. And right at the top of the pyramid, we have supplements as well. So as with all good pyramids, you need to start with the base layer and then you build up from there. So meal timings is the fourth level of the pyramid. The fact that food timing is in the pyramid at all shows that it does play a role in a person's ability to get results. But it's important to note that the timing of your food is not more important than the bottom layers of our pyramid, which is our calories, our macronutrients, and our micronutrients. Which means as long as your calorie intake, or the quantity of food that you're eating, and your nutrient intake, or the quality of the food that you're eating, is in alignment with your goal, you'll be getting fantastic results regardless of when you're timing your food intake, which leads me nicely to my number one problem with the meal timing discussion. The scientific benefits versus the real world application. So I'll often get questions about optimal food timing and people will say things like, I saw on TikTok that eating fruit first thing in the morning spikes my insulin levels and then it turns out that my body is primed to store fat. Is that true? And at this point, they're just focusing on the wrong thing. As Jim Rohn would say, they're majoring in the minors. Getting into the scientific claims is very often confusing. The validity of these scientific studies is often questionable and the findings are often embellished in order to attract more attention to the research. And even if there is validity to some of these proposed scientific findings, then you have to question the extent to which it's going to impact a person's results. That's why we're not going to be talking about that stuff today. Instead, we're going to be looking at food timing through the lens of real-world application and how it can have a significant effect on your results. The Pyramid of Nutritional Priorities is a great tool to logically highlight the hierarchy of our diet. That being said, when we choose to eat, although it's towards the top of the pyramid, can have an effect on our consumption of both calories 
and nutrients, therefore influencing our results at the most foundational levels of the pyramid, or in other words, the most foundational levels of our diet. To illustrate my point, let's analyse a classic statement around food timing, which is that it's bad to eat after 6pm. Now this statement has been going around for a long time and I've seen this method work time and time again for people wanting to lose weight, but not for the reasons that most people think. If you Google, is eating after 6pm bad for you, you'll start to see some alarming claims. One of the top searches is a Daily Mail article that claims that eating after 6pm could be bad news for your heart because the digestive system is less efficient at night, leading to a greater risk of obesity. Sounds scary, right? As I said earlier, whether or not there is any validity to this scientific claim, in my eyes, is irrelevant. Because of the real-world effects of not eating after 6pm. In this case, it's reducing your feeding window. The majority of us will work throughout the daytime hours, which, depending on what you do for work, makes it difficult for us to find time to eat large amounts of food during the day. And in the mornings, we're usually rushing to get out for the day. This means that the majority of our calorie consumption happens later in the day, probably after 6pm. This is also when boredom is at its highest, which means that we might find ourselves snacking whilst relaxing watching some Netflix after a long day. Not to mention that the types of food that we eat at night also tend to be the highest calorie, unless of course you do like eating Ben and Jerry's for breakfast. Imagine that we now suddenly enforce an eating curfew at 6pm. The extra food and the high calorie snacks go away and the, and the calories that come along with that extra food and the extra snacking. So for someone who struggles with excessive late night calorie consumption, introducing a rule like not eating after 6pm could be a very useful tool, especially if they prefer a more regimented approach to their diet and their food consumption. But it's important to attribute the adaptation to the right variables. It's the dropping calories that will ultimately influence our weight management, not a nuanced factor like the efficiency of our digestive system, as that article claimed. Reducing the length of time that you have to eat food in almost always results in a drop in calories, so the same rule applies to fasting in the morning. Usually, total calorie intake will be less because you're missing an entire meal. So another key consideration of meal timings is how it can affect our energy levels and our performance. And if ever you've been hangry, which is hungry and angry at the same time, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Whether or not a person is hungry can affect their ability to focus and perform. This becomes very important if we want to maintain high performance at work, at home or in the gym. And as we know, exercise and training is one of the biggest influencing factors to determine how we look, move and feel. So I try to make a practice of asking clients when they last ate before a training session. There's been a few occasions where I forgot to ask them and then a client suddenly starts to feel faint or sick because they just haven't got any fuel in the tank. We actually keep an emergency stash of sugary treats in the, in the back of the gym just for occasions like this. But my point is that if you aren't properly fueled for a workout, then you're not going to be able to perform at your best. And if you can't perform at your best, then you're going to get a diminishing return from the workout. 
This could then impact your results. So my advice is to eat about one to two hours before you work out. And that, that food should be consisting of some sort of protein and also some carbohydrate sources. Post-workout, it's also a good idea to consume some carbohydrates and plenty of protein in order to assist with recovery. So when we eat, could have a big impact on our performance, our training, and therefore our results. I love the saying that compliance is the science. So no matter what scientific benefits are proposed for a given method, it's irrelevant unless a person can consistently do it. So not eating after 6pm isn't going to work for a night worker. Fasting in the morning may not work for you if you love to go for brunch with your friends every weekend. Consuming protein within 20 minutes post-workout may not work if you have to rush off to work or to the school run. Ultimately though, the main driver of results is consistency. So you need to look at your lifestyle and determine what's realistic for you, no matter what the proposed scientific benefits say. In summary, does when we eat matter? The answer is yes, it does, but not for the reasons that most people think. So rather than get caught up in the scientific research and the scientific studies about what is the most optimal, try to look at meal timings from a real world vantage point. To do that, you just have to ask three questions. So how will when I eat affect my calorie intake and my nutrient intake? So those bottom layers of our pyramid, those are the things that, that determine a large part of our results. How will when I eat affect my energy and performance? So are you going to be able to concentrate at work? Are you going to be able to train hard when it's time to work out? And how will when I eat affect my consistency? If you ask those three questions, I can assure you that you'll be far less confused while still getting amazing results. Oh, one more thing. If you want to look, move and feel better, but you're not sure where to start, or perhaps you have started and you're not seeing the results you were hoping for, then you need to check out our Ultimate Health and Fitness Scorecard. It's a free self-assessment tool that you can use to make sure you're covering all of your bases when it comes to getting amazing results in health and fitness for any goal. All you have to do is head over to the Fitness Studio 46 website and it should pop up after a few seconds. Once completed, you will know exactly where you can focus your efforts and you can even arrange a 15-minute phone call with myself to discuss the results. So head over to fitness-studio46.co.uk and I hope to speak to you soon.